Welcome to Swamp Mysteries, the treasure of Jean Lafitte, a spooky new audio adventure story for children by author Elizabeth Singer Hunt, performed by Rachel Rosick and Jordan Paul Harrow. In the last episode, the Gatlins reclaimed the key and unlocked Jean Lafitte's treasure. They also unleashed an angry pirate ghost named Master Knight and his army of ghouls. Just as one of them was about to drag Charlie away, she saw something coming from the graveyard. One by one, thin white wisps of smoke began to emerge from each grave. Slowly, the wisps began to take shape, and before I knew it, they'd formed the images of the people that had been buried at Evergreen. Many of them I recognized from the photos that hung in our home. There was Winnie and Edmund Bailey, the couple who worked for my great-great-grandmother Charlotte. They had died in 1885. There was Gerald's father, Nathan Lacombe. Nathan had died in 1963, the same year that President Kennedy was killed. I also recognized Mama Babette, Alice's mother, who had helped raise my daddy. She passed away in 1985. Just like in real life, Mama Babette's ghost was wearing an apron and holding a rolling pin. But she wasn't just holding it. She was pounding it into her left hand with a scowl on her face. She wasn't angry with me, but the ghoul that had me in his clutches. As soon as the creature saw Mama Babette, he dropped my leg. I ran for the picket fence and hopped over it and into the graveyard. Mama Babette looked down on me. I looked up to her. Thank you. Mama Babette smiled. We can protect you, said Edmund. But you and your friends need to be here. Inside the graveyard, added Winnie. I understood. I needed to help my friends get to where they could be safe. Inside the fence. Now, most people would have been freaked out at the sight of a bunch of ghosts, and the fact that they were talking to me. But given what we'd experienced that day, it didn't seem all that weird. A bellow came from the boat. Master Knight had overheard my conversation. Don't let them reach the graveyard! Quickly, the ghouls split up. Four of them ran for the graveyard, while the others tried to catch us. If we can get inside the fence, we'll be safe! I shouted. But Jules was in trouble. A ghoul had already gotten a hold of her. I hopped over the fence and sprinted straight for her. I kicked the creature hard in the shin, causing his bone to break. He groaned as he crumbled to the ground. I shouted to Jules, Run! Within seconds, his bone had regenerated and he was back on his feet. But not before Jules had a chance to escape. She sprinted to the graveyard and made it over the fence. Oscar and Robbie were in trouble, too. The boys were backed up against a tree by four ghouls. With the other four at the fence and two chasing the Gatlins, that meant they were zero coming after me. I picked an extra long tree branch off the ground and whacked the creatures in the back from behind. Angered, they turned to look at me, which gave Robbie and Oscar the break they needed. Robbie hurried to the graveyard. Thanks, Charlie! I knew we were friends for a reason, hollered Oscar. Robbie and Oscar made it into the cemetery with Jules. All I had to do was get there myself. But now, the ghouls were all after me. I started to run, but then I heard a strange noise. It was the sound of a grown man in pain. I looked to my left and saw Bobby Ray lying on the ground. He was surrounded by a bunch of ghouls. 
Help him! It was Kenny. He was hiding behind a nearby tree and paralyzed with fright. I probably should have left Bobby Ray there. After all, he'd spent the entire day trying to hurt me. But I'm not that kind of person. I'm the kind of person who moves an earthworm from the sidewalk into the dirt so that it doesn't fry in the sun. So, I agreed to help him. With an idea in mind, I ran as fast as I could to Gerald's garden shed. What are you doing? shouted Robbie from the graveyard. Leave that no-necker behind! yelled Jules. He wouldn't do it for you, said Oscar. I flung the door open. Ahead of me was what I was looking for. It was Gerald's weed killer. I strapped the portable barrel over my shoulders and onto my back and raced towards the ghouls and Bobby Ray. I primed the sprayer and it started to pump all over the creatures. As soon as the chemical touched their thin and fragile skin, it ate straight through it. Patches of their skin began to peel off and fall to the ground. I could hear Jules from a distance. Ew! The ghouls quickly retreated to the bayou, trying to cool the chemical fire. Seeing the power of the weed killer, I decided to keep it strapped to my back. Out of nowhere, something slammed into me, knocking me to the ground. It tore the barrel from my back. I quickly rolled over, expecting to see a ghoul. But the thief that had stolen the weed killer from me was a cruel creature of another kind. I'll take that. It was Kenny. That's mine! I couldn't believe that good-for-nothing loser had taken my only source of protection, especially since I'd just saved his brother. Finders keepers. Kenny strapped the sprayer to his back and picked his brother up off the ground. Together, they ran towards my house. In the distance, I could hear someone shouting. It was Oscar. Run, Charlie! Run! I was so distracted by the Gatlins that I didn't notice the shadow that was now growing over me. By the time I did, it was too late. A gang of ghouls had surrounded me. It was then that I noticed that they had teeth. Unfortunately for me, they were razor sharp and ready to rip. If you're enjoying Swamp Mysteries, the treasure of Jean Lafitte, make sure to check out Elizabeth's other stories for children, including the award-winning Secret Agent Jack Stalwart series. In it, nine-year-old Secret Agent Jack Stalwart travels the globe fighting bad guys in his quest to find his missing brother, Max. To learn more and listen to Secret Agent Jack Stalwart stories for free, visit elizabethsingerhunt.com. Frantic, I began to scream. No! No! My ghost friends were completely incapable of helping me. Mama Babette, Edmund, Winnie, and Nathan were restricted to the graveyard. Oscar, Robbie, and Jules were trapped, too. The remaining ghouls were standing guard, ready to pounce on anyone who left the cemetery. The only people who could help me were Bobby Ray and Kenny, and they were running away like cowards. As I looked up, I tried to think of a way out, but I couldn't. If I tried to get up, they'd push me down. If I could figure out a way to break their bones, they'd only grow back. If I tried to play dead, they'd eat me for sure. And I didn't have any weed killer. The chances of my escaping were slim to none, and Slim left town. Finish her! Just when I'd given up hope, something happened. A light started floating from inside my house, through the closed back doors and over to me. 
It was the size of a large firefly. Fireflies are small winged insects whose bellies light up so that they can attract mates or prey. Oscar and I caught fireflies all the time and put them in jars to use as lanterns at night. They're common in the South because their larvae have plenty to feast on. But when the firefly got to me, I realized it wasn't an insect at all. It started to grow in size, and before I knew it, the light morphed into the figure of my beautiful mother, Evangeline. Mom! Tears pulled in my eyes, but my mother wasn't paying attention to me. She floated over to Master Knight, who was equally shocked by her appearance. The ghouls and the Gatlins stopped in their tracks too, as they listened in on the conversation between her and the pirate. Master Knight? The pirate's eyes softened at the sight of my mother's beauty. Master Knight took his hat off and cleared his throat. He bowed to her. Yes, ma'am. You and your friends have come unannounced to my property. I beg the pardon, but I have business to attend to. That may be, but surely that job doesn't involve the innocent. Master Knight glared at me and my friends. These children are hardly innocent. Isn't guilt defined by whether one has blood on one's hands? At least that's what I've read in pirate folklore. Master Knight looked a bit annoyed. Yes, ma'am. Then your business is with those men. My mother nodded to Bobby Ray and Kenny. The Gatlins stiffened like deer caught in the headlights of a car. Then they darted around the corner of my house. Do as you must, but away from my land. I had no idea what my mother was talking about, but within seconds, Bobby Ray and Kenny reappeared. They were being dragged around from the side of the house by a bunch of ghouls. As soon as Master Knight saw them, he turned to the bayou. He started speaking in that ancient language again, and the waters parted. When the Gatlins realized where they were being taken, they started to panic. There's gators in there! I can't swim! Kenny tried to spritz them with the weed killer, but one of the ghouls ripped the sprayer off his back and threw it to the ground. Uh, what about splitting the treasure uh, 50-50? If you let me go, I'll, I'll give you this ring. He flashed a gold ring from his finger. It'll look good with your green complexion. But last-minute deals weren't going to help the Gatlins. As the ghouls took the brothers towards the water, they fainted. It was probably a good thing, because they missed the part where the bayou swallowed them whole. If you want to hear all of Swamp Mysteries, The Treasure of Jean Lafitte, without waiting for the next episode, make sure to visit Amazon.com. There, you can purchase the entire audio adventure story without ads or interruptions. Just visit Amazon.com and search for Swamp Mysteries, The Treasure of Jean Lafitte.